Well, well, well. Hello there, Richmond, Virginia. Well, I should say Central Virginia. Uh, we cover a, a lot more ground than just Richmond here at uh, WNTW. But it is not uh, the Lee Brothers today. This is the Lee Brothers program. But your friendly neighborhood hatchet man, Brother Craig, has been given the honor uh, once again to stand in for the Brothers Lee. And I uh, hope the Lee Brothers are doing well. And uh, hey, for the next three hours, you guys just sit back and uh, enjoy the ride. And uh, we're going to really uh, hopefully open up the phone lines and uh, get a little participation from you guys. So much to talk about here. And uh, for those of you who may not be familiar to this new voice, uh, I am your friendly, and I and I do mean that now. Uh, <laughs> I'm known as Brother Craig the Hatchet Man. But... Um, for people who don't know what a nice guy I am, just that name, Hatchet, okay, uh, it evokes all sorts of uh, images in the minds of the uninitiated, those who are unfamiliar with the program. So, you know, uh, several years ago, uh, I started calling myself your friendly neighborhood Hatchet Man. And uh, so, yeah, and I'm, I'm a friendly guy, okay, uh, unless you get on my bad side now. But I, I'll promise you this, that since I'm sitting in for the Lee Brothers today. Uh, if a sideways caller calls up and uh, tries to get, get give me a little business today, I'll, I'll be restrained. I'll try real hard not to perform a 100% full hatchetation, okay? I'll reserve that for tomorrow. So if you want to if you want to sneak one in on the hatchet, man, your best shot is today, okay? Because I'm on uh, my own program, The Really Real Deal with Brother Craig the Hatchet Man. I'm on uh, tomorrow morning, uh, uh, every Saturday, uh, ten to noon, and uh, now if you call me, then I'm I have full reign to perform a hatchetation, okay? And uh, and I'll say if you want to do that, pack your lunch because it's going to be a long day, folks. And uh, and I don't mean celery and tofu; I mean a thick burger, okay? So anyway. Uh, look, th we we have what is it? They say a state of emergency in Charlottesville. Okay, <laughs> I mean, come on, folks. Uh, th there should not have been an emergency a year ago. Okay, this this whole thing was engineered by the coalition of evil, as I call it. Okay, and what's the coalition of evil? Well, they're the exact opposite of of the coalition that loves America and wants to make America great again, wants to preserve America. You know, and that is the Christian conservative constitutional capitalistic coalition. You know, the people that love the military. You know, the people that love God, love the Lord, love Christian faith. You know those type of folks. You know, um, the type of folks that the uh, mainstream media and the uh, political class, that the intelligentsia, they say uh, when you go to a Walmart, mm, what's, what's that smell? Oh, it must be those Christians, those conservatives, those people that believe in the Constitution, those people that believe in choice that you know I smell these people these people that voted for Donald Trump and you know I'm a proud you know those deplorable people okay and look I am a very very proud member of the deplorable class okay <laughs> and uh, anyway the coalition of evil they oppose us okay and uh, now I say us because if you if you're listening to this uh, conservative uh, radio station and this conservative radio program this uh, the Lee Brothers program and on this station WNTW 
you know, unless you're just driving through town and perhaps channel surfing, uh, chances are are pretty good that you are a uh, a card carrying member of the Christian conservative constitutional capitalistic coalition. Okay, and and I hope you are. Now, if you're not a member of that coalition and you don't have to be, okay, I'd love to hear from you. Okay, and uh, I'd love to share with you uh, now if you if you uh, why I say you are a member now, whether it's wittingly or unwittingly. Now that's an open question. But if you don't believe in uh, faith in God, if you don't believe in the Constitution, if if you don't believe in conserving the idea that our rights and freedom come from God, okay? That's all conservatism is. Now, a lot of conservatives don't even know that. A lot of conservatives uh, like to discuss the uh, particular aspects of conservatism. You know, I'm an economic conservative. I'm a national security conservative. I'm a social conservative. And that's all fine and dandy. And those are all valid uh, things to say and be and believe in. But those are aspects of conservatism, what conservatism is in its essence is the idea that all those things there and, and the many things that people talk about that they want to conserve, why do they want to conserve them? They're in accord with God's will for man and the way God created man, which is to be free. Okay, We were not created to be serfs or servants or slaves. We were created to be free. Okay, And the Declaration of Independence does state that our rights, our freedoms, they are gift from God and they're merely government is merely here to protect these rights, not to grant them, not to abridge them, not to amend them, not to deny them. Now, so if you believe that, guess what? You're a conservative. Okay. Uh, Plain and simple. Now, if you're voting Democrat, then you just, you don't understand what you are. Okay. If you're supporting uh, giving the government the power to impose its will against the express will of the people, then you you don't know what you are. Okay. Because you could say, oh, yeah, hatchet man, that sounds good. I believe that. Yeah, my rights do come from God. I was born free. You know, I was conceived in my mother's womb to be a free being. Well, that's fine and dandy if you believe that. But now what if you get out here and the actions you take? And again, it's an open question now whether this is with knowledge or under deception. Okay, and so we're going to unpack that uh, as the program unfolds. So anyway, this coalition of evil This is uh, what I call uh, the folks that believe in communism, socialism, fascism, and the Democrat Party, okay? And you can throw in atheism in there. You can throw in the feminazis. You can throw in the homo-nazis. You know, in other words, these are, what do they all have in common? What they have in common is people that will use the power and force of government to impose their will on people that do not believe as they believe, okay? This is what the Nazis did. Oh, you you know, we're going to put you in a concentration camp and kill you, okay? And it wasn't just Jews. They killed 6 million Jews and 5 million uh, others that were uh, Christians, that were gypsies, that were even, uh, even homosexuals, okay? And so... 
and ditto with the uh, fundamentalist Muslims, okay? If you don't believe like we believe, we will kill you. And our holy book says we have the right to do it, okay? So these people want to use the power of government to impose their will. And the Democrat Party in its modern, well, not just modern. Anyway, look, we're up against a break. We're going to unpack it a little more on the other side of the break. I'm your friendly neighborhood hatchet man, Brother Craig, sitting in for the Lee Brothers. Kind, compassionate, and tolerant. Oh, wait, that's a different show. The Lee Brothers. And in this corner, weighing in at a set of blueberries, the standard low-fat Republican, grand old Republican, who refuses to fight the Democrats the way they fight us, Governor Goofball. And in this corner... Weighing in at a set of Vidalia onions, the teller of truth, the slayer of Democrats. Folks, people want a champion. A man and his microphone. The really real deal with Brother Craig, the hatchet man. Well, if you ask me where I come from, Welcome back to the program, Richmond. Your friendly neighborhood hatchet man, Brother Craig. And uh, <laughs> uh, strange here listening to my own promo, sitting in for the Lee brothers today. And uh, hey, so you folks just sit back and enjoy the ride. And uh, the number here, if you'd like to participate, is 804-454-1366. 804-454-1366. And, uh, you know, before the break, I was sharing uh, about the... Um, the, the, the two sides that uh, throughout history you've always had and nothing nothing has changed. You have one side that wants to live in accord with God's creation of man uh, created to be free. And uh, the Bible does say you're created free, but to not use your freedom uh, for evil, but to use your freedom to serve your fellow man, okay, to love the Lord and to do the do do things that are good, that are right, that are beautiful, that are pure. And uh, but now God does not um, treat us like a slave. We're not. Uh, this is not the religion of submission. We we're not told you have to submit, and if you don't submit, we're going to cut your head off. No, you are enticed. You are courted, and so. We have to make the case. That's what evangelism is all about in the Christian sense of sharing the good news uh, that the kingdom of God is at hand. Well, you can be an evangelist uh, politically, socially, and many other types of ways and and just uh, making the case, making your argument, okay? And so with the um, Christian conservative constitutional capitalistic coalition, this is this this is the standard method is to uh, to entice, to inform, to educate. Okay. Now on the other side of the equation, again, you always have these two sides. You have one side that wants to, and uh, and you know, and we're all humans. We all fall short, but as best as human beings can, okay, attempt to uh, engage people that do not think the way we think. In the arena of ideas, okay? And this idea, the core idea that is at the root of America today is the same that it gets to be every four generations. Who is the author of your freedom? 
Okay? And so the simple fact of the matter is that the author of your freedom is God. Okay? And so you have these people that either don't believe in God or they think they're God or they believe in a version of God that gives the people in charge, mullahs, whomever, power and authority. It legitimates violence, okay? Whether that violence is the threat that I will cut your head off or whether it's actually doing it, okay? And so, and, and you know, there's enough information out here for any listener to know, to know that I'm not making this up. You can just Google a video, and they're, they're really they're horrific videos, but you can just go to YouTube and Google a video, and uh, people are just, they're literally cutting people's heads off, setting them on fire, putting them in cages, and dropping them in tanks of water, and filming it, and watching people die. This, this is, you know, this is really uh, bloodthirsty. And so you have all these institutions, you have the fund, you know, and I'm making a distinction here when I say fundamentalist Islam, okay? Those that take the, the uh, Quranic uh, direction and the, the life example of Muhammad, okay, and take that literally. And these, they, not all Muslims do that, okay? But there are many that do do that, okay? And so these people are part of this coalition of evil in the same way that uh, Nazis were, in the same way that communists, in the same way that socialists. I mean, and what do they all have in common? Not just using the power of government to impose their will, but the, these, all these ideologies have a very, very high body count, okay? These are murderous ideologies. And so what the uh, Democrat Party does is they like to clothe what they do in the language of uh, righteousness, that this is somehow they're the good guys and we are the bad guys, and nothing could be further from the truth. And so anyone that would just bother to do five minutes worth of research would know this, okay? And so th the amazing thing to me is that we're a 50-50 divided nation, okay? Now, last time I checked, it's a 70% Christian nation. Last time I checked, it's a 70% center-right nation, Okay. Last time I checked, when uh, take for example, when Virginia had uh, two constitutional amendments put on the ballot, one uh, supporting marriage and another one supporting property rights, the marriage amendment passed fifty-eight percent. The property rights amendment passed seventy-five percent, which is more in line with the true feelings and thoughts of people, because when you take Republican. Senator Stu Pidd and Republican Governor Goofball, uh, you take his name and his party label out of, the, out of the equation, and you take Democrat out of the equation, and just an issue has to stand on its own merits, freedom or serfdom. What do you want, people? The people vote for freedom. They don't vote for serfdom, okay? So anyway, we're going to take another really, really quick break here. I am your friendly neighborhood hatchet man, Brother Craig, sitting in for the Lee Brothers. Our version of the Federalist Papers, without all that reading. It's the Lee Brothers. We built this city. We built this city on rock and roll. We built this city. We built this city on rock and roll. 
Welcome back to the program, Richmond. Your friendly neighborhood hatchet man, Brother Craig, sitting in for the Lee brothers. And, uh, hey, we hope you guys are enjoying the ride here. And, uh, yeah, I just want to finish up uh, what we were talking about before the break. And uh, uh, coming up uh, after the break, uh, we're going to have women on the warpath. Okay, if you think the hatchet man is on the warpath, whoo! You just wait. Uh, we have a real, real treat for you guys, okay? And uh, uh, the women are having a prayer rally uh, out in Melothian. But uh, and so they will appreciate uh, this uh, the subject we were talking about uh, before they came in uh, the fact that our rights come from God, not our fellow man. And this is what the big battle is about, folks. And this is what the battle has always been about. And every four generations, America goes to war with itself. So the fact that we're fighting right now and we have all these. Uh, you know, Pollyannish little uh, sissy politicians. Oh, can't we just all get along? Sounding like Rodney King. I mean, give me a break. We've never just gotten along, okay? When the nation was founded, we not only had to fight England, but one-third of America wanted to leave England, one-third wanted to stay with England, and one-third had their head on backwards, didn't care, okay? And so we fought each other, not only just England, we went to war with each other over this idea of are people free or are other people empowered to be a king over you and you're a serf, okay? And so four generations later, the Civil War, and it's the exact same thing. This time, it's do, do uh, slaves have the right to be free? Or again, do other human beings, do their fellow human beings have the right to be their masters, okay? Uh, four generations later, World War II, this time, the Germans and the Nazis and that, you know, claiming to be a superior race. So same thing. So here we go again. Are you free or are you a serf? Okay. If you voted for Trump, if you are a member of the Christian conservative constitutional capitalistic coalition, then you believe in freedom. If you didn't, then you don't. Okay. It's just that simple. We're going to take a bottom of the hour news break. And when we come back, we're going to have Mrs. Young, who appeared with me uh, back a couple of months ago. Woo, she lit it up then. And uh, I'm praying to the Lord that she'll light it up again. We'll be right back. Brother Craig the Hatchet Man sitting in for the Lee Brothers. Scott and Richard Lee. The Circus Clowns of Talk Radio. Neighborhood Hatchet Man. Craig sitting in for Scott and Richard Lee today. And uh, hey, folks, as promised, we have a fantastic guest, and they took the trouble to actually come into the studio. And like I was telling you, women on the warpath, many of you who are longtime listeners to my program, you may remember when uh, Mrs. Jennifer Young uh, came on. I was actually inter interviewing her daughter, Cheyenne Fenty, uh, at the time, and I invited this powerful Christian lady to the microphone with a with a total expectation now that just the mom would just kind of uh, come and just kind of <laughs> meekly say hi. And whoo, good <laughs> God almighty, this woman, Mrs. Young, where do you get that uh, that that powerful uh, voice and, and 
you know, the, these ladies are doing a prayer rally uh, in Richmond. It's uh, not tomorrow, but next Saturday, right? Mm -hmm. Yes, the 18th. Yes, yes. Okay, okay. But it, look, I'm just going to toss it to you. There, you you have a couple of ladies with you. I'd love for you to introduce yourself and then introduce uh, the ladies that are with you that are putting on this prayer rally uh, on Saturday, August 18th. Well, good afternoon to one and all. Indeed, today I always would greet you and say, this is the day that the good Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. And it's time to stop playing religion because the body of Christ is called the bride of Christ. And we are kingdom citizens. And as Christ is getting his bride ready, I'm telling you, he's going to use women on the war path, the word of God says we do not war against flesh and blood, but we war against principalities and powers and spiritual wickedness in high places. So I'm here and you're going to get to meet another set of women also today. But the main purpose for coming here and also hosting this show and prayer rally, when purpose is not known, abuse is inevitable or certain. And the purpose that why this prayer rally was put up together. I'm going to tell you my heart. And when on the Trump, when Trump, um, that President Trump, when he won, after that election, we saw a group of women did that march in Washington, and nothing that they do represent the authentic women. There was a lot of negative things that has really marred the image of the female, of how God created them to function. Now, now Ms., Mrs. Young, are you referring to the Dirty Woman March? Yes. Oh, okay. Yeah, yes. When they, they had those pink hats on, I'm not going to say what the hats represented. Yes. And they, I think they came up to the microphone and they, and they cited a poem about being a nasty woman. And I, I was offended by that as well. You know, I have my, my grandmother still with us. She's almost 99. My mother, my wife, my daughter, and now three granddaughters. Okay. And these are not nasty women. These are beautiful women. These are godly women. And, uh, you know, and you're on the warpath, um, uh, site on, on the internet, uh, you cite uh, a scripture in Jeremiah. Uh, this is what the Lord of hosts says. Uh, share that, would you please? Now, when we look at Jeremiah, we saw in the days that the people that live in that community, they were really, really into iniquity, shame, every single thing. Like and today. The, yes, as we are today. Mm -hmm. And as God looking, he said, call for the women, wailing women. The wailing women of those days is women who had the ability to sense the emotional need, to be in sympathy and empathy. They mourn and groan for a situation that only God could intervene unless the people of God cry out and accept that they have sinned, that they have rebelled. And we see as women, we come together in one accord, mm. united for the sole purpose to repent as women on behalf of this nation. And then as we repent, we also come together and let the authentic woman, which is that Proverbs 31 woman, mm -hmm. where we will be a positive in um impact yes. on our nation. King because, Lemuel's mother. Oh yes, 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 yes. That that is what we're all about. So I'm mm -hmm. gonna introduce you to a lot of other ladies today and then we're now, gonna who, who else do we have now? We we only have a, a couple of more minutes because we have another guest coming up. 
But uh, yeah, let, it, introduce yourself, ma'am. My name is Rhonda Gregory, and I am a mighty woman on the warpath. Okay, and you, ma'am? Hi, my name is Karen Nicholson, and I love the Lord, and I come with expectation. Okay, and that, 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 and folks, that Bible verse, it also says, sin for the most skillful among them. And this is uh, Clover Hill Church. Uh, on Bailey Bridge Road in Midlothian. Amen. That's it. It's oh, okay. There. 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. Saturday, August 18th. And uh, now I would love to have you maybe 10 o'clock Saturday. I'm on that morning, Saturday. Yes. Just call, be the first guest to call in if possible. And just to re- as a reminder, and we're going to remind folks again, uh, because this is really, really a great thing that you ladies are doing. And, um, you know, as I was sharing in the opening, this nation was founded on the idea that our rights and our freedoms come from God. And we have all these uh, fights today, political. Uh, we have fights over the First Amendment, uh, censorship, all types of um unfair treatment of individuals. Uh, What's your take on the role that women could have in getting uh, people in power to play fair? There seems to be uh, not a fair uh, level playing field because the people that have the power, the levers of power in government, it's, it's an unbalanced situation. They're on the opposite side. They're not on the side of the people. Now, in response to that question, I would say this. When you know your purpose, it changes. Our lives are not dictated by people. It's dictated by the Almighty God. God has given each and every one of us a purpose. And when we find that place, there is no devil, no human entity will be able to stop you. We are unstoppable by women walking in the spirit and walking in our divine creativity, how God has put us together. But a problem comes when we malfunction. And in this nation today, we are seeing women fighting for their rights. When you know what your rights are, you do not fight for it. You use your influence and they would have to bow. We see when Jesus was arisen from the dead, he, a woman was the one that ran and heralded the message of the resurrecting Christ. And mm. we saw a transformation and women tell a woman and it's going to go somewhere. So I want to encourage you. The first place we're going to tell it is before the King of Kings and Lord of Lords. Okay. Weep and wail and let him know, God, we have turned our backs on you as women we allow situations and circumstances to cause us not even to realize who we are now, we have seen we have seen so much of confusion today let's talk to young women uh last question here talk to talk to young women because in in schools in institution after institution from the girl scout to the schools and even many many churches okay uh, girls, uh, ju- they're doing the same thing to boys now, but just focus on the girls for right now. People are telling them you can choose your gender because, again, it's man over God. God says male and female created he them. That's the word of Amen. God. Amen. The word of man says, uh, you know, we're going to go into the school system and we're going to teach these girls that they can choose their gender. Okay, And this creates 
much confusion, and there seems to be a lot of apathy among the population of just wanting to let it ride and uh, not do anything about it because this didn't just start yesterday. It didn't start when Trump mm -hmm. got elected. This has been going on for decades. Yes. Yeah, Speak to the any young woman who may be feeling pressure in an institutional setting to comport herself with these new phony values. There's a lot I can say about that, but I'm going to split my time up so the two other ladies can say something quickly oh, okay. on the issue. Well, I would say um, one area that we need to focus on is letting our young girls know that they are great and what God created them to be. And I think we've gotten away from just letting our young girls realize how great they are and that everything that God made, it was good. And what we've done and what happens so often is that we're not teaching that in our homes. And so when these young girls go into the schools and they go into the communities, they're becoming validated from the world when mm -hmm. we as parents need to validate our young girls and let them know that they are somebody. Okay, yeah, good, good, good point there. Now, final question here uh, for women who are teaching boys, they, 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 you know, for a boy to become a man, the first teacher is the mother. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. your thoughts there, ma'am? Well, the Bible says that our identity is in Christ. Mm -hmm. And that's, I think, mothers should be teaching their young children, be it male or female, that their identity is in Christ. Not who the world says they are. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, hey, there you have it, folks. Uh, tell us one more time. Uh, this is uh, Saturday, August 18th, 2 o'clock at the uh, Clover Hill Baptist Church on Bailey Bridge Road. And we'll bring it to your attention again yep. as we get closer to, to it. Two. Ten, Ten to two. Ten to two. Ten to two. Okay. Um, Thank you. It would be... um. Clover Hill Church. Clover Hill Church. Okay. Thank you. Thank you, ladies, so Thank much you. for joining Thank us. You. We're Thank gonna you. take a quick break, folks. Your friendly neighborhood hatchet man, Thank Brother you. Craig, sitting in for Scott and Richard Lee. Freedom isn't passed through the bloodstream, it's fought for daily. Fight alongside the Lee brothers. My daddy served in the army. We lost his right eye, but he flew a flag out in our yard. Till the day that he died, he wanted my mother, my brother, my sister and me to grow up and live happy in the land of the free. Now, Welcome back to the program, Richmond. Your friendly neighborhood hatchet man, Brother Craig. And uh, hey, I have a fantastic guest coming up now, my very, very good friend, and that was such a, an appropriate song to play to introduce Chuck Smith to you. Uh, Chuck is a, a former Marine and a former Navy JAG. I mean, double trouble, okay? And uh, Chuck Smith is on the line with us. And Chuck is running, in the running, to become the next chairman of the Republican Party of the state of Virginia. And um, Chuck, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you so much, Mr. Hatchet Man. How are you doing? <laughs> hey, I'm doing fine, brother. And, right. uh, you know, I've been a Hatchet Man for 10 years. But, brother, you've been a Hatchet Man. I've saw, I saw those <laughs> pictures of you uh, in the Marine Corps. And congratulations on your son. I saw the pictures of your son. Um, yeah, you. yeah, yeah. And your yeah. son is um, uh, an Annapolis graduate. From the, from the Naval Academy, yes. Yeah. Graduated from the Naval Academy in 2012. So yeah, and that's a, that's a big deal. That's a really, really big deal. Well, but, thank you. Thank yeah, but Chuck Smith is a big deal guy, and uh, born on the 4th of July, and, um, 
you know, I was honored to be a uh, communications director, uh, trying my best to help uh, Chuck uh, win uh, election to Congress in the third congressional district against uh, Bobby Scott. This has been quite a number of years ago, and uh, we were unsuccessful in that effort. And, uh, you know, Chuck, these uh, these part, these these district lines, uh, you know, the court comes in and says you have to uh, pack uh, all of the uh, inner cities uh, from Richmond to Hampton to Norfolk in one district to ensure, uh, which is, is totally against the American ethic, to ensure that a person with brown skin gets elected. And so ever since that third district got drawn, um, Scott has been the congressman, and he'll be the congressman until he retires. And they turn around and they do it again in the fourth district, and they draw it with a majority minority and a majority Democrat. I, my thinking, Chuck, if the court ever has to get involved, it should be drawn 50-50 with no built-in advantage to black or white, to, to Democrat or Republican. Why did the Republican Party not make that argument? And, and I think you're exactly right. Uh, I'm not sure that we need to continue the policy of providing crutches. Uh, we, as black Americans, are Americans. We stand on our own two feet. And, uh, you know, we can uh, make the decisions along with people who stand alongside of us. And, and yeah. so I think that's wrong. But uh, You sound like you. Frederick Douglass. <laughs> and, and, and let me talk a little bit about Frederick Douglass. But let me say to, to your listeners uh, you know, about uh, not, uh, not only the fact that I'm the uh, chairman of the Frederick Douglass uh, uh, Committee here in Virginia, but I am the most qualified candidate in a decade. In fact, perhaps in the last 500 years, running for state chairman of the Republican Party. I'm a former Marine, enlisted in Marine Corps in 1970 when people weren't doing that. They were running away. Yeah, that was Vietnam days. Absolutely. So you no didn't, let me get this straight. You did not get drafted. How old were you, Chuck? I was 17 years old when I finished high school, and I went straight to Paris Island. Also, all, also a Navy JAG commander, retired after 26 years of combined military service, active and active in reserve. I'm also the former chairman of the second largest Republican Party in the Commonwealth of Virginia, and I'm also— Which, which party is that? That's Virginia Beach. Okay. Now, in your tenure, did candidates win or lose? In my tenure, we held every one of the seven— uh, uh, General Assembly allocated seats. All of we them, Chuck? All of them, including the congressional seat. Uh, we held this, this seat in the 82nd, 83rd, 84th, 85th, the 21st, and the 7th and 8th senatorial districts. Oh, okay. And, now, if you're just joining us, folks, we have Chuck Smith on us, and Chuck is in the running uh, to be the next chairman of the Republican Party of the state of Virginia, okay? And my understanding, Chuck, is that the um, the um, the the eighty some odd people that are going to make this decision. This is not a decision to be made by you, the listener out here. This is a decision to be made by the uh, the central committee. Correct, eighty eight people, right? That is correct. And the choice they have to make is whether they want someone with a plan to grow our party or someone like Jack Wilson who has no plan. In fact, he posted something online stating that, uh, you know, every district to themselves and, and we might not be under any illusion. That's, that's a concession speech. That's not a fighter. I'm a right. Marine. I believe in fighting. Our party needs a fighter. We need to grow our party in the Asian, Hispanic, and black communities. So, uh, or so what, do people, need- what do people need to do, Chuck? Because my understanding is that uh, Jack Wilson, 
who's from the 4th District. And the 4th District folks, uh, Randy Forbes, uh, uh, wouldn't even run in the district. Okay, he gave up and ran and, and, you know, like a coward and went to the second district. I took a little heat for calling the man a coward, but I, I don't know what you call it. Nobody was shooting at him. It was just a, it was just an election. They were not going to cut his head off if he lost. He, he lost anyway. He went to the second and, and, you know, and it wasn't even close. OK, yeah, yeah. and so uh, my understanding is that this guy, Jack Wilson, uh, like you, Chuck, you were the chairman in Virginia Beach, and you your record under you it was seven and zero, right? No losses, seven wins, correct? That is correct. When I was chairman, we held each of the seven allocated general assembly seats, and I, you know, I'll tell you, Jack Wilson and 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 that crowd, they want to keep it small, they want to keep it all, and that's the wrong policy for Virginia. We've been losing. Ten years in a row. Let me repeat that. Ten years in a row. We've got to do something different. Either so, we want a chance to win or we want to go with those failed policies. So how do 52 of the 88 votes, how, does, how is it that, if, if that's accurate, my understanding is this is what Wilson is telling people, that he has gotten, he has personally gotten commitments from 50, 52 even, of, yeah, and he's not even he announced even that announced. he's running. He's never announced that he's running for chair of the party. He went behind the scenes and, according to him, racked up 52 of the 88 votes. That, to me, does not present itself as a policy other than a good old boy policy. We need to end that policy. People need an opportunity to know who's running, who's going to be their chairman, not just the 88 people. Mm -hmm. The 88 people will vote, but they need to know who's going to be their chairman. Do they want a bottom-up policy where someone is working with the grassroots or they want a good mm -hmm. old boy system? Now, we I, can't continue that. Now, we have one minute to break. Now, when we go to break, can you stay over a little while, Chuck? Oh, absolutely. Okay, great. Now, I read an article where uh, the uh, the writer questioned uh, former Governor Gilmore and, and, and because he was in the running and he decided he did not want it. And so he, he said that he thought the party should nominate someone that could uh, send a signal to the state of Virginia of outreach. You know, in other words, not the same old, same old. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, in uh, attitude of that seems like you, Chuck. But look, we we're about twenty seconds to break, so let's take this quick break. But hold tight, Chuck. And if okay. you're just joining us, this is your friendly neighborhood hatchet man, brother Craig, sitting in for Scott and Richard Lee, and my guest is Chuck Smith, running for chairman of the the, the Virginia Republican Party. Welcome back to the program, Virginia. Your friendly neighborhood hatchet man, Brother Craig, sitting in for Scott and Richard Lee today. And, uh, hey, welcome to the program. Uh, we have a fantastic guest. Uh, Chuck Smith is joining us, and uh, Chuck is kind enough to stay over the break and uh, come on back. Uh, Chuck, if, if, if you don't know, is uh, running to become the next chairman of the Republican Party of Virginia, but it, it seems the uh, the good old boy club uh, has a gentleman that, uh, according to Chuck, he, this this gentleman uh, has never actually uh, publicly declared that he's running. Uh, but of the eighty eight people that vote, uh, he has fifty two of them. Uh, he says that plan to vote for him. And so, Chuck, we want to know what can the individual listener citizen, voter, member of the, the uh, Republican Party, uh, what can the individual do to perhaps pressure 
their uh, representative within the um, the committee that runs the Republican Party uh, to change their vote. Well, uh, everyone needs to contact their state central committee member and contact other members as well. And just let them know that uh, my opponent, Jack Wilson, does not offer any new ideas about growing our party or winning elections. He wants to keep it small, keep it all. My entire campaign is based upon growing our party. And not just grow it in the white community. We need to grow it in all Virginia's communities, the Asian, Hispanic, black uh, community, and let them know that Chuck Smith is the best qualified candidate without a doubt. No one even comes close. A 38-year lawyer, I believe Jack Wilson's been practicing law about 28, maybe 29 years. He wasn't even in law school when I was practicing law. Uh, <laughs> I think uh, uh, he's, he's been in the military. I think he served four or five, five years. I retired after 26 years combined. I believe he's uh, a chairman of a district committee where they've actually lost races. I believe he lost uh, John O'Bannon's seat. He lost Ban- Manny Luposa's seat. Uh, Eddie Whitlock was a GOP candidate for retiring Jimmy Massey, and, and, and that seat was lost. We don't reward failure. We don't reward failure to lead. We want a leader. Well, it seems the Republicans are rewarding uh, failure because uh, my, my understanding is, and I have it on good authority, that Virginia, in spite of all these losses, Chuck, is still a 72% Christian state, a 72% center-right state. Okay, and those are not statistics that I just pulled out of the air. It's 2% higher than the average nationwide. 70% nationwide, 72% in Virginia. But yet and still, with it, it seems there's an electorate that is naturally uh, Republican-leaning, but Republicans can't, they can't win an election. Yeah. Uh, uh, if, if we stop doing the same thing, expecting a different result, the very definition of insanity, maybe we could win elections. You can't take somebody and put a suit on them, give them a lot of money, and expect that something's going to change. We've been doing that for 10 years in a row, nearly mm. 10 years in a row. Nothing has changed. We need, a di- we need a different type of leader. We need someone who has earned leadership, like a Marine, like a Navy JAG, like the former chairman of the party, like someone who's practiced law for 38 years. I'm telling you, I am the best qualified candidate. Nobody comes even close to that. And so to go behind the back and lock in 58 seats as if it's this some type of backroom deal, that doesn't represent the Republican Party. That's yeah. not who we are as honorable people. We're trying to connect with the voters. We want the voters to know that we are an honorable party, a party of integrity. And we need somebody driving this ship who has integrity. Yeah. I think it's high time we had a Marine doing that. Yeah. Now, would you call on uh, Jack Wilson to publicly declare that he's running? I mean, according to you, Chuck, he's never even declared that he's running. And so without declaring, to, in other words, without putting other people on notice, he goes behind the scenes and gets 52 of the 88 people to say, yeah, Jack, I'll vote for you. I call upon Jack Wilson here and now to disavow the, 58, the 52 or whatever votes he has, declare that he's running, and then proceed to have a vote as, been, as has been called on May the 8th. How can you go to a May 8th, I'm, I'm sorry, September, September 8th. 8th, September. How can you go to a September 8th date that they've called for to, to have them vote for you if you already have locked in the votes for, for that race? Now, it's, like, it's like going to a ball game and the game is over before you get there. Why That's was there not, not a debate? I'd, I'd, love, I could, I'd love to host the debate, okay? Or if people think I would be unfair, have someone else host the debate, okay? Or we could, I could have you and Jack as guests simultaneously on this radio program. I'd love to do it. 
I'm yeah. to do it. Yeah, I mean, uh, and, and, I, and this I, way... I challenge Jack Wilson to, to accept that. Okay, well, you know, maybe we need to just send that out. I'll, I'll do my part to send that out and... Um, you know, Greg, let, me, let, me, let me say this. I, I've been a Republican. I've been a Republican all of my life. Uh, uh, I've uh, done some pretty amazing things in my life, and and, and I don't regret any of them. Uh, uh, if we're going to have our party connect with the voters, if we're going to be able to win again, we need to do something different. We really need to get out of this backroom deal, the good old boy yeah. policy, and have something where the voters can 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 know we're working with respect. We respect mm. the voters, and we respect the people who are making decisions. So you've That's always so you've always been a Republican. You you I, now me I've never voted for a Democrat. Have you ever voted for a Democrat? I've never ever voted for a Democrat. I've been a Republican since I was old enough to have a paper route and and, uh, and remember <laughs> uh, you, uh, and, and, you and always been listen I was a Republican when it wasn't fashionable in my community to be a Republican when every house on my street and every street in my neighborhood were Democrats I was a Republican yeah I'm and still look it's still unfashionable in a lot of my circles but I, <laughs> <laughs> well you know how it is man oh, we, we we catch it I mean really we've got, some, and th- we've got some great people in this party but boy yeah. we need to change the way we're doing it if we're going to win elections yeah uh, yeah. We cannot afford to have an 11th loss in a row. At yeah. that, I, mean, I mean, if you look at the possibility of losing the House of Delegates, the possibility of losing the Senate, the possibility of losing the, uh, the House of Representatives and the United States Senate, not only could we be on the wrong side of redistricting, but we could lose all of the values that we once cherished. The Second Amendment will disappear in a flash. Mm-hmm. We need to get this party back, and we need somebody that can do that. We need listen, something different than what we've done before. Listen, and there's nothing more different than Chuck Smith. Yeah, well, let's make this conversation relevant to the individual listener driving along home from a long week okay the folks are out working so their 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 taxes are paying for all these things that the government likes to do after they confiscate uh, more of your money than they really need to run government so if we we have a one vote majority now in the state of Virginia okay and that was by what a coin toss right 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 Okay, so what you're saying is that without fresh leadership, without leadership that has new ideas and energy and that will actually engage Democrats in the arena of ideas, then this this will just this this little bit. We don't have the governorship. We don't have the two Senate seats. We we don't have anything of the top five. We don't have any of that. All we have is the legislature. And that's razor thin. Uh, yeah, I, listen, if we're going to be the party of Lincoln, if we're going to be the party of the Big Ten, we need to practice what we preach. We need to be the party of inclusion. We need to reach out to our Hispanic, Asian, and, 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 our, and, and our black communities, and not just our white communities. Uh, we need to make sure that we've got everybody's interest protected and on board, and we're addressing people with respect. And one of the ways to do that is to have a chairman who is not, not just the best qualified candidate, but is probably the natural selection during these times. My candidacy removes from the table all accusations against Republican leadership of of, of and this a is token, a, and of yeah and 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 Republicans have a hard time because Democrats love to throw the racism they're doing it to Corey Stewart big time and uh, now as a matter of fact we have to take a quick break can I have you for just for a couple of more minutes so we can talk about Corey Stewart and uh, uh, of course and, and I'd love you to talk about Corey Stewart oh, okay yes, great great all right folks your friendly neighborhood hatchet man brother Craig with Chuck Smith uh, sitting in for the Lee brothers kind. Compassionate and tolerant. Oh, wait. 
that's a different show. The Lee Brothers. Welcome back to the program, Virginia. Your friendly neighborhood hatchet man, Brother Craig, sitting in for Scott and Richard Lee. Uh, if you're just joining us, we have as our guest Chuck, Chuck Smith, and Chuck is running to become the next chairman of the Republican Party of Virginia. And thank you again so much, Chuck. And, uh, you know, I've been saying for years, Chuck, that uh, we who are Republicans, we have uh, we have more diversity uh, in our ranks than the than the Democrats, who all they talk about is diversity. Their diversity is on the outside layer of the skin. Uh, but the, you you have to uh, be a far left thinking person, uh, almost monolithically. Whereas in the Republican Party, uh, our diversity is where it counts inside your heart, mind, and soul. And we basically have two camps. Within the Republican Party, the old boy, go along to get along, you know, don't rock the boat, uh, you know, don't make the Democrats mad as though if we uh, if we don't uh, argue with them, somehow they're not going to show up and vote against us. You know, now, Corey Stewart is obviously in the camp that believes in fighting. OK, um, the, the party has already abandoned him once. Uh, Ken Cuccinelli, ditto. The, the party abandoned Ken, okay? And you look around nationally, it, the, the big wigs in the party, they would not back Trump, okay? Uh, they hate Ted Cruz, okay? If they, they Look how they treated Sarah Palin, okay? Every fighter within the Republican Party, the people that believe that it is important to oppose Democrats vociferously in the battlefield of ideas, Every single one, the go along to get along uh, crowd, you know, that's my good friend across the aisle over there. Where do you come down? What what kind of Republican are you, Chuck? Are you, you know, is this my friend across the aisle? Or, you know, are you going to fight for Republican values? And, you know, the people that are out here listening to this broadcast that work hard, pay their taxes, play by the rules, rear their children, and, and they want someone to fight for them and support President Trump. Absolutely. Absolutely. You said a mouthful there. Uh, I'm a fighter. Uh, ever since my days in 1970 as Marine, I've always been a fighter. We need a fighter in the chairman's job. The chairman's job is the most important job in our Republican Party. And you're right. We've got honorable people in this party. And we need to control the narrative. Uh, every time someone says something about us, every time they uh, make a move against, us, move against us, we need to have somebody in the chairman's job who is going to control that narrative, who's going to respond to that. We don't need someone who's going to make a concession speech even before he's even announced uh, that he's running for office, only to say that he's got 52 votes locked in. Listen, when the Republican Party uh, took, uh, or the, the Republican Party tried to take the votes away from the unaffiliated voters who wanted to come in our party and, and come to our state-funded primaries to mm -hmm. vote for President Trump. It was the Republican Party leadership that said, no, we're not going to let them vote unless they pass some type of 1950s litmus test in addition to declaring that they were uh, our Republicans. Uh, the president Was, was Jack involved president. in that? And, and, Jack, were, and Jack, were you involved in it? And what were your roles? I, I brought the lawsuit to stop the Republican Party from enforcing a 1950s litmus test when we have people who wanted to come in our party and vote for our Republican candidates. You remember Trump lost by 3%. He lost by those 3%, in my opinion, because of the, of the litmus test that the Republicans right. were trying to bring. And guess just who the lawyer just in for, Virginia. for the Republican he, Party was? Yeah. Who he, you think the lawyer for the Republican Party trying to enforce this litmus test? My good, my good friend, Jack Wilson. 
Jack Wilson was a lawyer representing the Republican Party of Virginia to stop Trump's voters coming in the Republican primary to vote for him. Now, that's not right. And, and, and just like this disgrace that's going on down, down here in Virginia Beach, uh, where we have another uh, Republican congressman enrolled in election controversy as a direct, revolt, uh, as a direct result of fair elite leadership, we, we've got to, uh, Craig, we've got to restore ethics and transparency in our party and, and restore the voters' faith in our party. We can't stop people from coming to state-funded primaries to right. tell them they, they must pass some type of litmus test or have people uh, who, who are doing the types of things that are going on down and here in the Trump's, Beach, Trump's is strength bad. is that he can get Democrats to stop and think and, and you know, and rather because all the Democrats have is the, is the politics of hate, okay? Yeah. Don't, don't vote for the Republican. Vote Democrat because the Republicans, they hate brown people, they hate women, they hate children, they hate clean air, and they hate clean water. That's all the Democrats have. And you got a guy like Trump that can get get a Democrat, a guy that maybe he's a union member or a working man, and he doesn't, he's so busy earning a living that he doesn't really pay attention to the minutia of politics. And all his life, he's been told that the Democrats are the party of the working man and the Republicans are the party of the rich. Listen, and, and, and Trump... I, I am a 100% supporter of Trump. 100%. I'm a 100% supporter of Corey Stewart. Trump, listen, our employment rate has gone, 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 gone down here in Virginia. People are getting more jobs. Uh, 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 peop, uh, you know, more people are working. The economy is improving. Everything is doing exactly what President Trump said it was going to happen. Yeah. And, and, and there were people trying to keep him from being president in our own party. Listen, and, and this guy, Wilson, uh, fought against Trump, okay, and with with Corey, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think he just gave a uh, kind of a general statement of, well, my position is I'm going to support the nominee. He didn't say anything. He didn't say, hey, Corey is great. Now, what's your attitude on Corey? Uh, listen, Corey, Corey stands, and I support it wholeheartedly. We can't change history by tearing down statutes. If we don't like what's happened in our history, then we need to start acting like better people. Uh, yes, we've had some pretty uh, horrible things that have happened throughout our history, but, you know, they happen. Yeah, and We can't yeah. tell our, our eight-year-old child, no, it did happen. We're going to erase it and tear it down. No. Yeah, real Throw quick, Chuck, statutes. how can folks get in touch with you? We've got 20 seconds to break. Listen, they they need to contact my campaign at at, at uh, Facebook at MC for America, MC for America. They can call me at my cell seven five seven. I answer my cell seven five seven two seven zero four three three nine. But most importantly, contact your state central committee members and tell them that we need the most qualified candidate ever in the history of the Republican Party running for chairman. It's time that we have inclusion at the very top of our party. Amen. Let people know All that, right. that, that, that we're going to win again. We, we're not going to sit back and lose an 11th time. All right. We'll see if Jack Wilson will come and face the hatchet man tomorrow. <laughs> okay. Thank Ask you. Ask him to disavow those votes, too. Thank you. <laughs> okay. Thank you, Chuck. Well, all right, folks. The hatchet man sitting in for the Lee brothers will be right back. Making radio great again. It's the Lee brothers. Welcome back to the program, Virginia. Your friendly neighborhood hatchet man, Brother Craig, sitting in for Scott and Richard Lee today. The number here, if you'd like to call, 804-454-1366, 804-454-1366. And, uh, yeah, would love to uh, hear uh, from some of you out there, what do you think about the um, the situation with the Republican Party of Virginia, the uh, 88 members of the State Central Committee, 
uh, 52 of them uh, having uh, already committed to a person that uh, had not uh, really publicly uh, acknowledged that he's even running, just the ultimate and behind the scenes. I mean, this whole thing is behind the scenes. So, uh, hey, if, if if there's 52 commitments, uh, there's going to have to be a whole lot of phone calls <laughs> uh, made by you out there, okay, uh, you who are party activists who know who your particular uh, member of the state central committee is, uh, that that's the only way uh, that this is going to happen. And, um, you know, and I learned a few things. I did not know that, uh, and now, you know, I'm going to reach out to um, Jack Wilson uh, and get his take, but I did not know that uh, he was the guy uh, that uh, filed the uh, lawsuit uh, against you know, really against allowing uh, non-Republicans to come and vote for Donald Trump. I mean, you, you're trying to expand the Republican Party. So if, if a Democrat comes over and, and votes, uh, you know, maybe that becomes a habit. Uh, they vote again and again and again. You tell the people they're not welcome, and then you're surprised or angered uh, when the same people that you turned away uh, go and vote Democrat. It doesn't make sense. Anyway, we're going to take our bottom-of-the-hour news break. We'll be right back. Richard Lee, the circus clowns of talk radio. Hello out there, Virginia. Your friendly neighborhood hatchet man, Brother Craig, coming back at you live here, sitting in for Scott and Richard Lee, the Lee brothers. And, uh, hey, we would love to hear from you a lot that we're talking about today. And uh, we're about halfway done with the program and another nah, 90 minutes coming up. The number here, 804-454-1366, 804-454-1366. And, uh, yeah, very interesting things going on with the Republican Party. And, um, you know, and you don't have to be a Republican to call, folks. You can just, uh, hey, anyone out there, uh, feel free to call. Uh, and when I say I'm your friendly neighborhood hatchet man, I mean that friendly, friendly, friendly. And, um, you know, and as I was saying earlier, if I have any inclinations otherwise, I certainly would not indulge them uh, sitting in for Scott and Richard. OK, <laughs> now, if you call me up on my program tomorrow morning, OK, the really real deal and you come a little sideways, I, you know, it just might be time for a hatchetation. OK, but uh, even if I perform a hatchetation on you, I'll do so with good humor and uh, will give you uh, give you an opportunity to come back at me. Uh, anyway, again, the number here, 804-454-1366. Six and uh, we have with us uh, Mark uh, calling from Richmond. Uh, Mark, what's on your mind? Yeah, I was just going to talk about a little bit about the whole Mueller investigation, if uh, if you would. Great. Yeah. Uh, a total you know, fraud. Oh yeah, I mean it's a very broad topic. I was just going to see what you think about it. I'm, I'm personally of the opinion. That uh, and you know, forgive me for being a little bit radical on this one, but I think what we're looking at is a seditious conspiracy to 
overthrow the duly elected government you, of the United States by you're right. a partisan. It is. Yeah, no, it's you're amazing. not. You you you're not being, um, you know, radical. Uh, that's that's actually the truth of the matter. Okay, this all this all started, and and the proof of it is in the uh, text messages going back and forth between the two uh, the two um, FBI agents that were married to other people. You know, folks like to say, "Oh, well, they were having an, uh, you know a romantic liaison." No, they were having a lustful liaison that's called adultery. Okay, and. Luckily, we have these text messages where they're texting back and forth and they're saying we have a backup plan just in case Trump wins. And so this whole thing was hatched. I mean, with the Brits now, the Brits, they they are not uh, Trumpsters over there. These were people. They're upset that their own version of the Trumpsters, the Brexiteers, okay, they voted Brexit. That's British exit from the European Union. Okay, which is this seems to be going all the way around the planet Uh, in in Europe. The uh, the French had a little mini uh, eruption, but it wasn't strong enough to overcome the establishment in France. But in England, they voted and in America, they voted. Okay, and all over because people are feeling these threats and people want a they want real man leadership. Okay, and this is what Trump represents and 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 that real man leadership represents change and so these people they don't want change and so since all levels of government have been weaponized uh you know and there's always been a certain level of um power within these organizations but on, under the Obama administration they've taken on uh, it's, it's, it's like it's been put on steroids, okay? And so now I don't know how often you've heard me um, talk, but for many, many years I've talked about every four generations we get to this point. And, and what happens is that you have a generation that uh, builds up, a generation that maintains, a generation that attacks, and a generation that destroys. And after the destruction, the next generation has to build up again. And right now we are in that in-between phase of destruction of the old order that's been ongoing ever since our victory in World War II, in which it's run its course. It's a, a springtime America in the 40s and 50s, a summertime America in the 60s and 70s, an autumnal America in the 80s and 90s when, like, leaves falling the, the society begins to fray and, 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 and come apart. And then and now we're in the wintertime of America. And this this happens with regularity, Mark. And as this is not there's nothing new about this. OK. And every four generations from the uh, Revolutionary War, uh, four generations later, the Civil War, four generations later, World War Two and the Great Depression. And we're now exactly four generations later. So these systems that were put in place by common agreement after the last big squabble, which was World War II, they've gotten stale and corruption has seeped in and it has to be flushed out. And Donald Trump is the instrument of the of the flushing. He's the guy that's going to pull the toilet handle and send people like Mueller down the drain, people like Hillary down the drain. And they're fighting to not go down the drain. That makes sense. Oh, he's gone. <laughs> okay. Well, anyway, 
thank you for uh, thank you for 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 giving me that. Uh, what do you call that? A um, a, a, a slow uh, fastball down the middle of the plate. <laughs> anyway, eight zero four four five four one three six six is the number. Eight zero four four five four one three six six. And so, and that's that's the genesis of this, folks. This this there's nothing new about this. And you know, I could take this back even further than the Revolutionary War. That uh, that intergenerational theory. I mean. You know, um, there's a great book written by uh, Neil Howe and William Strauss. Uh, I think they wrote this book back in the 90s uh, titled The Fourth Turning. And that how society, uh, it turns every generation, there's a turn, okay? Uh, Like the four seasons, it turns. Time does not go uh, linear. Time goes circular. And things just repeat themselves, okay? And so this is... um, you know, this is this is a theory that uh, with a little bit of investigation, uh, anyone can see that is very, very sound. OK, uh, even uh, these cycles are economic. These cycles are social. These cycles are political. These cycles are international. They involve war. Uh, for example, we engage in total war every four generations in, in what's known as the fourth turning, which is where we are right now, okay, the winter of the cycle, which is designed to, just like my garden, okay, right now, my garden is flourishing, okay, but because what, we're in summertime, all right, so in the autumn, uh, my garden will begin to look bad, and in the winter, my garden will be totally killed off, so that next spring, I can start over again, okay, otherwise, there'd be disease and you know, you wouldn't be able to eat anything. You wouldn't have a garden. You wouldn't have food production. You have to have winter, okay? You have to have winter in order to have life, okay? Things have to go dormant. Things, Old things get stale. They have to be flushed out, and then you have to have a new beginning. And this is where we are. The ancient, in the ancient world, they had a term for it. They called it ekpyrosis, okay? The end of one age and the beginning of another. And... What happens is that the old age doesn't want to let go. In the new age, you literally, literally, folks, you have to take it from them, okay? You have to take it. And that's a, that's a man's job. That's not a job of a wimp, okay? And so this is why Jeb Bush could not beat Donald Trump. This is why Bobby Jindal could not beat Donald Trump. Now, although now I like Jindal, not so much Bush, okay? Had enough of those Bushes. But, um... You know, several of those guys were great guys. Walker, great guy, okay, great governor up in Wisconsin, Not a would not have made a good president, okay, too weak, okay, uh, technocrat, okay, same thing with Jindal, great as governor of Louisiana, would not have made a good president, okay? Well, for one thing, these guys are so weak, they can't, they were not going to win the nomination, not when you had an onion-toting uh, Donald Trump there, okay, and uh, Ted Cruz. You know, Cruz was initially my guy, okay? And, uh, but I wrote an article uh, suggesting that it would be Trump, not Cruz, uh, to win it in the end for the simple fact that just for one reason only, okay? Because I thought Cruz had all the right ingredients except one, okay? And it's not that Cruz lacked this ingredient. It's just that Trump has so much more of it, okay? And, and that's... That's the testosterone factor, okay? Cruz wanted to be a nice guy. Trump wanted to be a tough guy. 
tough guy won. Okay. And so as a matter of fact, at the time that I wrote that article, um, Ben Carson was leading and uh, he was at 36%. And I think Cruz was second and Trump was third at the time. And I wrote that article that it would be, it would be one of those three would be the winner that none of the governors or senators stood a chance. It was not going to be Jeb or it was not, certainly was not going to be Kasich. Okay. It was not going to be any of these guys, Lou Rubio, none of these traditional politics. The only politician that stood a chance was Ted Cruz. Okay. Because he's, 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 he's tough. Okay. But just not as tough as Donald Trump and Donald Trump had the swagger. I mean, (laughs) and so that's what all this is about folks. Okay. It's time to flush the toilet and the turds floating around in the toilet. They don't want to go down. Okay. Anyway, we're going to take a quick break. The number here, if you'd like to call 804-454-1366, 804-454-1366, Brother Craig sitting in for Scott and Richard Lee. Freedom isn't passed through the bloodstream, it's fought for daily. Fight alongside the Lee brothers. Penny Lane is in my ears and in my eyes. Welcome back to the program, folks. Your friendly neighborhood hatchet man, Brother Craig, coming back at you live here, sitting in for Scott and Richard Lee. I would love to talk to you out there, 804-454-1366. I'd love to know what's on you folks' minds, okay? Uh, We have uh, talked about the women's prayer rally today. We've talked about the uh, election of a new chairman for the Republican Party of Virginia. We've talked about Mueller um, and uh, this witch hunt against Trump, which is uh, nothing more, uh, and I'm I'm thankful that uh, Mark called in and uh, put that question uh, to me. Uh, that this is nothing more than the swamp not wanting to go down. And uh, right from day one prior, and, and really, you know, it's false when they say that no one that no one thought Trump could win, that everyone thought it was going to be Hillary, okay? I knew it would be Trump. And, and if I could figure it out, I know that the powers that be could figure it out, okay? They were just pushing this idea in the media that Hillary was inevitable, hoping that they would get you, the voter out there, to just want to be a part of a winner. And, you know, pretty much that is it, okay? But when you look at the size of Trump's rallies and the size of Hillary's rallies, okay, the energy was with Trump, okay, uh, all the way. And as a matter of fact, this notion that um, Hillary won the popular vote and, and Trump uh, only won the uh, Electoral College and, and lost the popular vote, we really don't know that because in uh, New York and California, Hillary won. In the other 48 states, Trump won. Okay. And so, but New York and California are so huge and so obviously going to go Democrat that there are no Republicans there checking on anything. Okay. Because why bother? All right. And so their their totals get padded with all this illegal voting. And as a matter of fact, at 515, uh, I have a guest uh, that uh, we're going to have on the program, Eric Eggers. Okay. And he's written a book, uh, Fraud, How the Left plans to steal the next election, okay? And this is uh, these are the same group of investigators that did the Clinton Cash book. Many of you will remember uh, that book by Peter Schweitzer, okay? And so 
These are people that steal elections all the time. I mean, you go back to uh, John Kennedy. That was stolen uh, by the mafia up in Chicago and all the dead people that vote, okay? And they even crack jokes about it. It's, it's an open secret, okay? Vote off, vote early and vote often, okay? And, you know, and all of the dead people that vote. I mean, it's just... It's an open, it's, it's not, I don't even know why they call it an open secret. It's just, it's known, okay, the Chicago machine, the Chicago way, you know, the place where Obama is really from, okay, Chicago. They talk about a swamp. But anyway, this, um, so this, 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 this notion that um, somehow, um, you know, the Russians interfered you know, the, all of this was was put in uh, the Obama people, uh, the the levers of government at every level, every cabinet officer, all levers of government were weaponized against Donald Trump prior to the election. OK. And then as a just in case, uh, as I as I stated earlier, uh, the FBI agents with all that texting, uh, they were talking about, uh, you know, just in case we can't stop him, we need a backup plan. And what you're seeing unfold with Mueller is the backup plan, okay? And their attitude was, you know, hey, this joker can fool around and win if he wants to. If he, if he becomes president, we're going to fix him, okay? And they were trying to fix him ahead of time, and Barack Obama is, is, is complicit in this, okay? Because... Obama was, uh, you know, and this is not talked about a lot. You know, I, I don't know what it is about Republicans that they have to play nice guy, okay? So what? The man has brown skin. So do I, okay? But truth is truth, and, you know, you're either going to live by truth or you're not going to live by truth, okay? Now, God is not a respecter of persons, therefore I am not a respecter of persons, okay? And the truth should come down where it comes down, not that, the, you know, this person, you know, has brown skin or this one's a female or this one is poor. It's just, it's ridiculous, okay? It's really, really ridiculous. Lady Justice has a blindfold on for a reason, because what matters, what should matter, is what is the truth, not who are the parties involved, okay? And so, uh, you know, I, I've, I've spent my entire career holding both sides accountable, okay? And, and, you know, when I beat up on Democrats, I'm always saying to the public, I don't mean you, Ma and Pa Democrat. And when I beat up on the Republicans, matter of fact, this is the first time I've said it today. <laughs> no, typically, I would have said it by now already because I hit them hard, folks. <laughs> but anyway, I, I, I have to say, okay, if you're a Republican out there and I've ticked you off, oh, who is this hatchet man? I want Scott and Richard back. You know, he's talking about my Republicans that I love. Okay, yeah, there might be two or three of you out there. But anyway, if there are two or three of you out there, I don't mean you, Ma and Pa Republican, okay? We're talking about folks in leadership, okay? And uh, we're talking about the people that are the drivers of culture. And uh, most of you who are listening are consumers of culture, not drivers of culture, okay? So anyway, we're going to take a quick break. Uh, the number, if you'd like to call, 804-454-1366-804-454-1366. Brother Craig sitting in for Scott and Richard Lee. Zero diversity, complete intolerance, and a total lack of fairness. It's the Lee Brothers. Well, 
Welcome back to the program, folks. Your friendly neighborhood hatchet man, Brother Craig, sitting in for Scott and Richard Lee today. And, uh, you know, many of you may not know that uh, not only am I uh, host of The Really Real Deal, which will be heard tomorrow morning uh, here at 10 to noon and uh, replayed on Sunday, uh, 9 to 11, but I'm founder and president of the First Amendment, Inc. And, you know, we have a lot of First Amendment issues uh, going on. Uh, take, for example, uh, Elizabeth Hing. Uh, who is uh, a, a, a Cambo- uh, from Cambodia, uh, or her parents, rather, uh, were from Cambodia. They survived the Cambodian genocide, uh, and this is a brilliant, brilliant woman, and uh, she wants to run as a Republican uh, in Fresno, California, run for Congress, okay? Had an ad up on Facebook. Facebook took the ad down, okay? Now, they've since put it back up, but this is running rampant. Facebook, Twitter, uh, Google, um, YouTube, all this censorship. And now people will say, well, people who know the First Amendment uh, will say, well, but the First Amendment is for the government to not make a law. It says Congress shall make no law, okay? Facebook and Twitter and Google, they're private companies, okay? But, hey, there's a connection here, and we're going to talk about it on the other side of the break. Welcome back to the program, Virginia. Your friendly neighborhood hatchet man, Brother Craig, sitting in for Scott and Richard Lee. Final hour of the program. Wow, those first two hours really flew by fast, I'm telling you. And, uh, hey, we have a fantastic guest coming up uh, at quarter after, okay? Uh, Eric Egger, uh, the book is Fraud, uh, How the Left Plans to Steal the Next election. and uh, But now but I, I want to unpack what I was sharing with you uh, prior to the break about the First Amendment. And, uh, and again, uh, for those of you who may not know, I'm founder and president of the First Amendment, Inc., okay? And our goal is simple, uh, to let you know that freedom is a use it or lose it proposition, okay? We cannot take our freedom for granted, all right? And uh, this nation was founded on the notion that freedom and rights are a gift from God, and the purpose of government is merely to defend and protect those rights. The purpose of government, government is not proper government, okay, of the government of a free people, people who are governed by their consent as, as we supposedly are governed by our consent, okay? Uh, this is not a government where the, the, you're told what to do, okay? You are already free, okay? So the government cannot... Uh, grant you a right, okay? The government has no power to say, uh, well, Brother Craig, uh, yeah, you can, you can have those guns, okay? No, I, I, God gave me that right, okay? Uh, Brother Craig, uh, we, we're just, we're such a magnanimous government that we're going to allow you free expression, okay? You can worship as you believe, you can speak as you believe, and you can do as you believe. Aren't we great, okay? No, no, and no, okay? God gave me those rights. And since government did not grant them, government cannot take them, okay? Now, what people that want the government to 
grant rights, okay? N not all, many, okay? And these are basically the little people don't get it, okay? The people that implement these things, I think most of them know what they're doing. They're wicked. They're not mistaken, okay? And this is... Uh, you know, this is why we need new leadership, in, you know, at all levels in, in the Republican circles and Christian circles and conservative circles and constitutional circles in capitalistic circles. We need tough, frank, realistic leadership, you know, not people that when an opposition comes against us, uh, we'll just say, oh, well, that's, since, since that's my friend across the aisle, I know he doesn't mean any harm. He's just mistaken, okay? So I'm going to be eloquent, and I'm going to teach him, and then he's going to come around. When's the last time you've seen one of these Democrats? Not, not you, Ma and Pa Democrat, but your leaders, okay? When's the last time one of those jokers came around, okay? It, it happens, but he's like, you know, once every decade, okay? I think Lieberman was the last Democrat uh, to, 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 to get a little religion and, and, and to do the right thing, and he only did a little teeny bit, okay? He didn't come all the way on our side, just a little teeny bit, very, very little bit, okay? It really doesn't happen that often, folks. And, uh, and so... This notion of freedom, as expressed in the First Amendment, okay, Congress shall make no law respecting an establishment of religion or prohibiting the free exercise thereof, okay? That's two, that's two clauses, okay? The first two are your religious clauses, your thought clauses, okay? The next two or abridging the freedom of speech or of the press. Those are your speech clauses, okay? It's three sets of two now. So for all these people over and over and over again, and it galls me every time I hear some prominent person that should know better talk about the five. Matter of fact, I Googled it here, and what's it say? Right up here, the, first, the, the five basic freedoms guaranteed by the First Amendment. There's six, not five, okay? Excuse me for yelling. <laughs> I've been I've only been saying this 10 years, okay? But uh, but you know, but still, and even on our side, okay? I mean, I heard Glenn Beck say this um what about 2 months ago I tried emailing the guy, you know, no response. I heard Rush Limbaugh say it, okay? Um I heard Michelle uh, Malkin, and I like all 3 of them, okay? Michelle Malkin has a video out, one of these little short three, four, five-minute videos talking about the five freedoms of the First Amendment. There's six. There's not five. And so what happened, and people wonder, okay, how in the world could you kick God out of school, okay? Well, these people are long-term thinkers, okay? They're not mistaken. This is purposeful. And so before you can kick God out of schools, you first have to kick God out of the Constitution. So how did they do this? The first two religious clauses, okay, the um, Establishment Clause and the Free Exercise Clause, they are each their own standalone clause. And so now in law school even, they teach you that there's five clauses. And what they've done is the first two religious clauses, remember, it's three sets of two, what you can think or believe, then the next two of what you can say, and the next two are what you can do, okay? Thought, speech, and action. Three sets of two. So the two of uh, the first two, which are thought, they combine them together, give it the color of the negative, and they call it the establishment clause. And they conveniently leave out the free exercise portion of it.
And so you now you have all these so-called experts and big media, you know, Rush Limbaugh, okay, Glenn Beck, Michelle Malkin, okay? And again, I'm not picking on them. I like, admire, and respect all three of them, okay? But hey, I'm, sometimes I'm wrong, okay? So hey, sometimes they can be wrong. And in this case, they're wrong, okay? They're simply wrong. It's not five freedoms. They're six freedoms, okay? And they contract the first two and into one, the first two, they call it one clause, okay? And so, and again, so people will complain and say, well, Hatchet Man, you can't complain about what Facebook uh, did uh, to all these people that they're censoring, okay? Alex Jones, uh, the woman from Cambodia that wants to be a... Um, a congressman out in Fresno, California, Candace Owens, okay, uh, Dennis Prager. This just go, you can, and I could give you a very long list of members of the Christian conservative constitutional capitalistic coalition that are being censored, okay? But what you have is since these Democrats know that the First Amendment will not allow the government to do it, this is a feature of fascism. What fascism does is fascism gets control of large institutions, and it's those institutions that act as a proxy for government, and the institutions control you, okay? And so, you guys, you don't believe me? Keep giving the government more power. Give them power to uh, run uh, a meter in and out of your house and to turn your electricity off when they want to. OK, which is what they're, uh, you know, attempting to do. OK, um, it, it's no different than with this uh, First Amendment issue. OK, these people are proxies in the people at Google, YouTube, Facebook, uh, Twitter, you know, all these people, these giant mega uh, corporations, all of them, folks, all of them are run by far-left neoliberal Democrats, okay? And they are doing the bidding of the Democrat Party, and then they're saying, you can't touch us because we're private companies, okay? And the government is the one, in many cases, that give them money and grants to, or, or special protection, uh, even in lawsuits, you know, in order to get so big and to have so much control over you. Anyway, we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we're going to have our fantastic guest that I've been telling you about, Eric Eggers. The book is Fraud, How the Left Plans to Steal the Next Election. Our version of the Federalist Papers, without all that reading, it's the Lee Brothers. Things are getting weird, things are getting tough. Nothing's making sense, but you keep on looking up. They tell you to Welcome back to the program, America. Your friendly neighborhood hatchet man, Brother Craig, sitting in for Scott and Richard Lee today. And uh, hey, as promised, uh, we have a fantastic author here. Uh, we have Eric Eggers, and uh, his book is Great Fraud. And uh, Eric is a research director uh, for GAI. Now, he's worked with Peter Schweitzer, uh, who, who I've uh, interviewed before, uh, and he wrote the books uh, Clinton Cash, Extortion, Secret Empires, and uh, he's also uh, has uh, done a, a, a graphic novel, okay? Uh, he was associate producer for the Clinton Cash uh, doctor, documentary, and a former talk show host and uh, former, right? <laughs> Hello. Okay, we have a little technical sorry, difficulty here. Yeah, I'm sorry, Brother Craig, I'm here. Oh, okay, okay. All right, all right. And, uh, hey, thank you for joining us, by the way. We really, really uh, appreciate it. 
No, it's my pleasure. It's great to be here. And no, I, I'm definitely former. Uh, listening to you, it brings back a lot of memories, but you're doing a great job. Oh, thank you. Thank you. I really appreciate that. And uh, and look, you guys are doing a great job. Man, without guys like you and um, and um, uh, Schweitzer and, uh, and what's the new young guy that infiltrates these groups like Acorn? I forget his name. Oh, James O'Keefe. Right? O'Keefe. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you you guys, I mean, investigative journalism is the really real deal, okay? And because uh, most journalism is just, uh, you know, guys uh, posing uh, as as journalists, but really uh, they're just advocates. And uh, But you guys really get at it uh, hard and uh, you get down and dirty. And uh, the public would really uh, be very, very well served to purchase your book and read your book. And, uh, and you know, I mean, you, you, we listen to, uh, we've, we, many of us have heard for many, many years uh, how people like Stalin would say, well, you know, it's not who votes, but who counts the vote. And so there's nothing new here. Well, the, the, the idea that uh, our elections require a lot of security and oversight, I agree with you. I mean, I have a whole chapter in the book on the history of election fraud and voter fraud in the U.S. Yeah. So it's funny that, you, you know, it's funny that you, you talk about that and the Stalin quotes, you know, very famous. But it's also famous that everyone kind of acknowledges that JFK won because of the dead people. Voting. Oh, we were yeah. talking about that before you came yeah. on JFK yeah. and the, the dead people. And, you know, in the Chicago way, the Chicago machine. <laughs> well, absolutely. And, and it, I think it continues with LBJ, even as recently as Al Franken's election. And, uh, you know, it came out yes. later of it that those ballots are basically in the trunk of someone's car. What, what 500 votes. I mean, how do you, now, now, this is what I don't get. Okay. It, every time this happens, it's always Democrats that steal an election. Okay. And yet, and still, if you ask the average Joe, that's just, you know, and I'm not trying to say, I don't, I don't like that term, low information voter. Okay. I think people are busy running their life and they're not into this like you and I are, so they don't pay that much attention to it. And uh, perhaps they should. That's a different argument. But, you know, these guys, if you ask the average person, they would say it's Republicans, those evil, greedy, rich, white, Christian uh, capitalists. They're the guys that steal elections. You know, what's wrong with the Republican messaging when time and time and time again, the actual thieves that steal elections, they turn out to be Democrats? Or am I overstating it? I don't think you're overstating it. And it's funny that you mentioned the Russian angle because I have a lot of friends that are Democrats. And I told them I was writing a book on voter fraud. They said, oh, so you're writing about the Russians. Then. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and obviously I didn't write a book about the Russians. Uh, but notice if you're somebody on the left that believes that the Russians have, have stolen the election or you're somebody like me and you that believes that Democrats have an organized effort to you know, manipulate political outcomes and steal elections, mm-hmm. I think we're both sort of saying the same thing in this, in this idea that our elections are not secure. And mm-hmm. so we need to have an honest and sober assessment of it. And that's why I wrote this book and at the Government Accountability Institute. We did this study, the first of its kind, and this is what's in the book, and we, we gathered as many publicly available voter rolls as we could get, and we ended up with 21 of them. And then we hired a data expert, and we, consult, we contracted with a, um, a computer analysis system that's used to detect EBT fraud and things like that. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and so we said, all right, well, let's see what the actual data says. And this isn't, by the way, not just voter registrations, although there's lots of problems with voter registrations. 
We said, we want to see about actual votes cast. Mm-hmm. And Craig, what we found was astonishing. Yeah, we I'm looking at what, the list here. Yeah, we found what appeared to be 2,100 double votes in the state of Florida, where I live. You know, and that's just in Florida. And as you know, that's four times the margin of victory from the 2000 presidential election. Right, right. Yeah, and we've had some close ones in Virginia, uh, too. You know, uh, a few years ago, uh, the governor's race was won by 600 and, uh, 600 and some odd votes. Well, and it's astonishing, and I've done some other radio in Virginia, and they've complained about the governor and his effort to give felons the right to vote. Mm-hmm. But one of the things that I talk about in the book is, in Virginia, you've also had a problem with non-citizens, not just being on the voter rolls, but actually voting, right? Yes. I think Christian Adams exposed 1,800 votes mm-hmm. that, that were cast by non-citizens. Yeah. And this is, really, this is really the issue. You know, if you want the really real deal, here it is. You've got organized efforts that are funded by George Soros to do two things. They fund organizations to fight against states' ability to keep elections secure. Mm-hmm. So that looks like, you know, in Ohio, right, where there's a contested race right now, Ohio had to fight Soros-funded efforts to do two things. It had to fight efforts to block its voter ID law, and it had to fight efforts to keep it from removing illegal voters from its voter rolls. Mm-hmm. But that's not all that the Soros organizations do. The second part of it is mm-hmm. that they then fund groups like ACORN and La Raza and Casa de Maryland, that then go out and gather up as many voters mm-hmm. as possible, whether they're supposed to be voting or not, and they just jam them through these gaps that they've fought yeah. to create. Yeah, yeah. Now, they had, do you have a few more minutes because we're up against a break? Uh, yeah, sure. Okay, great, great. And if you're just joining us, folks, we have Eric Eggers. The book is Fraud, How the Left Plans to Steal the Next Election. I am your friendly neighborhood hatchet man, Brother Craig, sitting in for Scott and Richard Lee. We will be right back. Representing the end of political correctness. It's the Lee Brothers. Welcome back to the program, folks. Brother Craig sitting in for Scott and Richard Lee. And, uh, hey, having a great conversation here with our guest, Eric Eggers. The book is Fraud. And uh, thank you again for staying over, Eric. And uh, now, you know, we have the midterms coming up. And, I mean, we we say that... um, The election of Trump gave the nation a reprieve that when you look at um, people uh, placed not only just on the Supreme Court, but at all the other levels of of the uh, federal court system, people that will look at the Constitution, not personal preference. You look at the economy. You look at uh, North Korean missiles are, are not flying, at least for right now anyway. And, I mean, you just go on and on, Jerusalem, uh, the capital of Israel for 3,000 years, and it's almost like someone declared one plus one equals two. You know? <laughs> but but it took Trump to do it. It's, it's simple, but it took Trump to do it. And so had we lost that election, none of that would happen. So now here, here come the midterms. So tell, tell the folks how important this is and what they can do to make sure that it doesn't go sideways. Yeah, it's a great point, uh, Craig, because I think what you're, what you're speaking to is while everything you just said is clearly, I mean, Donald Trump's popularity seems to be evident in the performance of the Republican candidates that he's endorsed, right? And they've all, they've all done pretty well. Yes. But on the, on the left, I don't think we've ever seen a level of vitriol, a level of seeding hatred, and a level of motivation to do anything that they can to get this guy out of office. Mm-hmm. So what's on the ballot in the midterms? Nothing less than the impeachment of the president mm-hmm. and the blocking of the Supreme Court nomination. So in the, the key thing to remember about this is the people on the left, they think that they have 
the moral authority, right? They think that they're on the side of the angels. So any action is justified, mm. no matter whether it violates the law or not. So yeah. I, I think we're poised to see a significant work of, um, you know, potentially a tsunami of voter fraud. And that's why I think it's so important that people yeah. make sure that well, all elections you. are followed. Yeah. Well, thank you so much. The book is Fraud. Eric Eggers, uh, hey, we'll put it up on our website. Go out and buy this book, folks. Thank you so much. Thanks, Craig. All right. Bye now. Well, all right, folks, we're going to take a quick break. Want to help Richard prove Scott's wrong once and for all? Call the Lee Brothers at 454-1366. Welcome back to the program, folks. Your friendly neighborhood hatchet man, Brother Craig, sitting in for Scott and Richard Lee today. Such an honor. Uh, I'm always uh, privileged to stand in for those uh, those two guys. And, uh, hey, I pray that things are well with them. Uh, and, and with you as well out there, it's 534. Hey, our final 30 minutes of today's program. So I know a lot of folks are uh, perhaps stuck in uh, traffic, headed home from a hard week. And, uh, hey, be safe out there and just sit back and enjoy the ride. If you'd like to call in, 804-454-1366. I would love to speak with you. And I have a question I'd like to throw out there. Uh, you know, we talk a lot about, uh, you know, the way I phrase it. I know a lot of uh, folks talk about uh, politics and social issues and, you know, different things that are of concern to the citizenry. And uh, but I, I have a way of phrasing it. You know, I think that there's basically there are two sides uh, and, and you've always had these two sides. You have uh, people that believe uh, our rights come from God and that people are free and that and they're basically will let other people uh, be free and they want freedom for themselves. OK. And uh, and I love the way uh, Dr. Walter Williams explains that it's that it's about respecting uh, the private property of others, okay? And, and you're demanding that your private property would be respected as well. And he starts, uh, this Dr. Williams, he starts with the premise that uh, the, the private property that we each own is ourselves. I own uh, Brother Craig and you own yourself, Okay, and you have uh, people that believe that that ownership is a gift from God. Okay, it's not a gift from government. The government didn't uh, sign an edict that Craig owns Craig. You know, as a matter of fact, the government has signed some edicts that say that Craig does not own Craig. For example, I have two kidneys, and if you need one, I cannot sell you one. Okay. I can donate one to you, but I cannot sell you one. I cannot make money off of my extra kidney, okay? But the surgeon gets paid, the nurse gets paid, the assistant gets paid, the hospital administrator gets paid, the janitor that cleans the floor of the operating room, he gets paid, okay? Everyone get. as a matter of fact, the people that work for the Kidney Foundation, okay, that set up the donation, they get paid. Everyone gets paid except Craig. So according to government, Craig does not own his kidney. 
because proof of ownership is that I can dispose of it as I wish. Okay. I own my truck. And the proof is if I want to sell my truck, I can sell it to you. Okay. Yeah, that'll be $20,000, please. <laughs> yeah, you could have it in a heartbeat, okay? <laughs> Not so much my kidney, okay? I want them both, okay? Just making a point about private property. So when you murder someone, and again, this is like from the wisdom of Dr. Walter Williams, whom I've been uh, privileged to interview a couple of times you know, over the last 10 years. And it's just, uh, you know, we had him on about 10 years ago and we had him on about three months ago. And, uh, and I always found this particular argument fascinating. Okay. And, uh, and so in the way he for you might not think of it this way, but the way he phrases it, it makes sense that if you murder someone, you violated the personal property of that person by taking their life from them. Uh, rape, you violated their you know, if you want to get with someone, get their consent. If you don't get their consent, it's rape. It's, it's a violation, okay? And it's like you've trespassed on the most personal property that anyone has, okay? It's not like you trespass in their house. You've trespassed in their person, okay? Private property. And so this is, this is freedom. Free people want to be free, and free people tend to respect the freedom of of other people, okay? That tends to be the Christian, conservative, constitutional, capitalistic coalition, okay? Now, on my website, thereallyrealdeal.com, you know, I kind of expand, I have this thing called the seven C's of a successful society, and it, it kind of mimics, uh, the you know, those five C's I just mentioned. And they, they, they are Christian faith, constitutional limits, confrontations with evil, consistent application of law, conservative values, capitalistic opportunities, and choice in all things, okay? Choice in all things, okay? Now, on the other side, uh, you have the coalition of evil led by the Democrats, okay? Not you, Mon Pa Democrat, your leadership, okay? Now, after I explain this to you, if you don't know about it already, <laughs> then you'll be responsible for your choice to continue to, to support Democrats. But let's just say right now, I'm going to give you the benefit of the doubt. If you're a Democrat voter, you're under deception, okay? And so rather than have the seven C's like we have in the Christian conservative coalition, the Democrats in the coalition of evil, they have the seven D's, okay? The Democrats believe in destruction, death, despair, divisiveness, devolution, deception, okay? And maybe maybe you're under that deception, okay? And maybe you're buying into this false notion that they're the good guys and those mean, evil Republicans. Why, why are Republicans so evil? Christians, okay, L believe in a limit imposed by the Constitution. What do those constitutional limits say? They say government cannot, shall not, will not, and must not do X, Y, Z to you, the citizen. And so constitutional limits put you above government. And so you're voting against your self-interest when you vote for any entity that wants to increase the power of government because by necessity, when the power of government increases, the power of you, the citizen, you, the voter, you, the taxpayer, you, the parent, you, the business owner, you, the employee. That the power of that individual must 
decrease in the face of the increase of the power of government. And we're going to welcome Joe to the program from Northern Henrico. What's on your mind, Joe? Hey, Craig. How you doing, guy? Fantastic. Good. I'm glad because you're confusing the heck out of me. Okay. Shoot. Christians are supposed to confront evil. That's what you just said, right? Yes. Donald Trump is the most vile, despicable, evil disciple of Satan I've ever known. And you guys are hugging him and embracing him. Why? Hold on, okay? You, you get, give me a chance to answer it, and then don't just don't talk over top of me, okay? Okay. If you, you, God uses all sorts of people. Okay? Hold on, you, okay? <laughs> you, you got, put him on hold, okay? All right, you're on hold. I didn't hang up on you. We're going to bring you back. Time is short. We, we got about 15 minutes left in the program, and your, your, your question is important because there are many people that have been deceived with that argument, and uh, a Christian will know this, okay? So per, you, obviously you're not a Christian, Joe, okay? Or you're a new Christian and you don't read your Bible. But uh, God often uses people that have a past, and the key is, uh, has that person repented? Because in Christianity, without sinfulness, and, or breaking the rules. Without that, there is no need for Christ, okay? Because we get repentance from God through our faith and belief in Jesus Christ. So you cannot be a Christian if you believe it's possible for you to be perfect. And so Jesus himself has said, all have sinned, all have fallen short of the glory of God. That includes me, Brother Craig. That includes you, Joe. That includes Donald Trump, okay? Now, King David... Uh, took another man's wife and then had that man killed. And then, but he repented. And in his repentance, it was written of David that he is a man after God's own heart, okay? And so uh, King Jehu, uh, who uh, got rid of Jezebel and Ahab in the book of Kings, a, a, a man who was not a godly man, but he was the man that God needed because God didn't need a Boy Scout to take out Jezebel and Ahab. He needed an onion toter, okay? And so you look at, um, uh, you look at Peter, who denied Jesus three times, okay? He repented. He was sorrowful. And so it seems that people want to hold Trump to his past, okay? Bring Joe back. Are you there, Joe? Yeah, I'm here. Can you hear me? I can hear you. And see, this is the key. You're talking about. You're talking about. You brought me back. It's my turn. It's not just his. Make it. Go ahead. Okay. Go ahead. Present. What they're doing south of the border. Okay. He is deliberately taking children from people that travel thousands of miles. This is just false. This is this is false. You don't ask me not talk. I mean, I'm running the show. That's false. He is hurting. Let me finish. He is hurting. Those people, he's taking their children from them and spreading them throughout America just to punish them. We got to go to break. Don't hang oh, up. Don't, don't okay. hang up because I'm going to knock that out of the park. Okay, yeah. Brother Craig sitting in for the Lee brothers, and we got Joe on the line. We'll be right back. Kind, compassionate, and tolerant. Oh, wait, that's a different show. The Lee brothers. Welcome back to the program, folks. Your friendly neighborhood hatchet man, Brother Craig. Our final segment of today's program, uh, sitting in for Scott and Richard Lee, and I appreciate the opportunity so much to sit in. Uh, you can catch my program uh, tomorrow morning right here uh, from 10 to noon. 
And um, we have Joe on with us who uh, Joe uh, takes exception uh, with my uh, seven C's of a successful society, or at least one of those C's anyway, uh, which is a confrontation with evil. And uh, how do you feel about consistent application of law or constitutional limits or Christian faith or conservative values? How about capitalistic opportunity, the way that the economy is going? How, how about choice in all things rather than the Democrats? They only want the choice to commit a border side, but not the choice to say if, if uh, someone in the school system has taught your son to be a homosexual, you can't count, give your son counseling because that, not, that's not a choice, okay? Am I on the line? Yes, you are. Okay. Is that is the only seat confrontation right with evil? We're talking about Trump, who is pure evil. <laughs> it's just insane. This, no, a, me, you me, are me, insane. Make it quick. Finish. Go ahead, 30 seconds. A, Go. He is a narcissistic, schizophrenic, delusional, insane madman, the world's most prolific, unnecessary pathological liar, and an ignorant idiot. He can't okay. negotiate. You ha you've had your you had your little run. Okay. Now this Nothing this is hold, hold on, Joe. Hold, okay. hold on. Okay. As far as these children, you know that you obviously are a uh, Democrat operative. Okay. I don't no, believe you. Actually, can I say something there? Quickly. If it had been Hillary and Kasich, my family and I were going to vote for Kasich. I don't really like Hillary, but I should have going to vote for her instead of Trump. And you should too, because you know what? Really, this is, God is this is you. You, you're, you're delusional, my friend. <laughs> okay, hold on, hold on. I've got to I've got to get this in in thirty seconds. Uh, it, it, we want to give someone else a chance. 804-454-1366. 804-454-1366. Six. But this this thing, uh, the border issue has been weaponized, basically. Uh, Democrats weaponize just about everything. They're using Trump our... Trump is the one that did it. No, no, no. Yes, this is... Was. No, sir. He wants to hurt those people. So sir, this is... The put him on hold. And he's taking their children away. Put him on hold. This has been going on under the Obama administration. This has been going on for years. Trump tried to fix it, okay? And furthermore, the separation of families would not occur if people would come here legally. These same people are welcome to come. They need to get in line. And at my house, I have a front door. I have about 40 windows, and I have a back door. If you come in my back door or any of my windows, I may shoot you. If you come to my front door, I'll answer the doorbell, and I'll give you an answer, yes, you can come in, or no, you cannot, okay? Now, once you violate that, you've broken the law. And if you break any other law and you get your just punishment, then you're separated from your children, and that's your choice, okay? They could have stayed at, in their home country, or they could have come here legally. Had they come here legally, they and their children would be welcome, okay? So this is not Trump. This is, uh, this is a silly notion that just out of pure meanness, Trump is doing, he, he's personally doing something evil. This is just, it's, it, you know, I, I hate to even have to waste valuable airtime to answer something uh, so silly. But uh, anyway, bring Joe back for like 10 seconds. Joe. All right, during the last six months, they turned away from the ports of entry 130,000 families. Families, not individuals, families. They turned them away. To ask, Did they come legally or illegally? They came to the ports of entry trying to seek asylum, Le to the ports of entry, and they were turned away. Sir, they they've turned they them were away. They turned away. I got to let you go, brother. Okay. Bye. Thank you hey, for the hey, call. Remember, 
supporting evil is going to make you burn in hell, Ridiculous, ridiculous, okay? Obama, Hillary, come on, give me a break. Mueller, talk about evil. Um, the uh, This thing, the uh, and there's some judge is trying to stop Sessions from from uh, turning people away. It was not 130,000. It was 130, okay? And they, uh, their claim... Uh, for uh, seeking asylum. And remember, when you seek asylum, it's a request. It's not a demand. You're not entitled to asylum, okay? Uh, as the country granting asylum, we have the right to review your application, and if you meet the standard of asylum, we can say, yes, you may come in. Their reason was domestic violence, i.e., you know, my wife beating on me, i.e., my husband's beating on me. It's not that I want wives to beat their husbands or husbands to beat their wives. No, I don't want that. But you saw that in your own country, okay? You don't come to the United States of America and waste our time, you know, over something that you could solve at home, okay? It's, I mean, it's, it's just that simple, folks. Anyway, done with that. 804-454-1366 is the number. Uh, we may have time for one more call. But anyway, uh Back to what I was sharing uh, before we closed the program out. And, again, I, I just want to say thank you to Scott and Richard Lee. It's an, always an honor to sit in for them. Uh, and be sure to catch my program tomorrow, uh, 10 to noon, right here, The Really Real Deal with Brother Craig, the Hatchet Man. And uh, and check out our website, folks, uh, thereallyrealdeal.com. And uh, we have lots of interesting information there. We post uh, our interviews, our old programming, uh, articles that I've been uh, blessed to write and have published in various places, uh, television programming that I've done uh, over the years, a lot of good information there. And, um, uh, you know, we really appreciate it. Now, when you go to the website, a window will pop up uh, asking you to sign up for our newsletter. And we do not sell, rent, give away, or divulge in any way anyone's personal information. The only thing we're going to do is uh, send you the newsletter, and that is a ironclad promise. Uh, anyway, we're up against another break. Uh, we're going to take that break, and we'll be right back. Representing the end of political correctness, it's the Lee Brothers. Well, it's been a great time here uh, sitting in for the Lee Brothers, your friendly neighborhood hatchet man signing off. Until tomorrow morning, that is. Check us out 10 to noon. And in the meantime, check out our website, the Really Real Deal. I hope some of you will attend the Filipino Food Festival over at Our Lady of Lords, uh, which is located on Woodman Road. Uh, check it out, folks. And, uh, hey, uh, nothing like uh, good international food and uh, good friends and uh, good fellowship. Food, friends, and fellowship. Hey, uh, that is a combination. And, uh, hey, again, always an honor to sit in for the Brothers Lee. Your friendly, friendly neighborhood hatchet man, Brother Craig, signing off until tomorrow morning, 10 to noon, right here, The Really Real Deal with Brother Craig, the hatchet man. You all drive safe out there. God bless you. Back home, huh? <laughs> My friends, we did it. We weren't just marking time. We made a difference. We made the city stronger. We made the city freer. 
and we left her in good hands. All in all, not bad. Not bad at all. And so, bye. God bless you. And God bless the United States of America.